It's time for America's most unique motorsport show, Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer, brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Austin O'Neill. Kirk Elliott hanging out with us in the house today here at RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. Got a good show lined up for you today. Kaylee Bryson's going to join us here in just a little bit. We'll talk about what's going to be going on out in the West Coast here coming up here this week. Um, the Hangtown 100 is uh, where we're going to kick it off this weekend. Austin, are you looking forward to some midget racing this weekend? Yeah, the Hangtown is, is – I got to watch it for the first time last year, and it was uh, – it was something that I, I plan on attending and, and watching, you know, for the next couple of years. You don't get to see a lot of hundred lap midget races anymore, only two, uh, Houston's and, you know, the Placerville race. So um, it should be should be pretty good. There should be a lot of good cars there. I mean, there's really nothing else going on. And so uh, I, there is a, a pretty, you know, stacked entry list and, um, you know, we'll, we'll get into it. But it's it's I mean, it's best time to have have a big paying midget race. Um, you know, best time in the year where there's just really no racing going on. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, are you excited about this week? Is it's it's a pretty big week starting tonight, I believe it is, um, at Bakersfield, and then they're going to be going to Placerville for two nights, or no, I, actually, Placerville's three nights. They're going to run there on the 17th, 18th, and 19th, and then they're going to go to Merced on the 22nd and 23rd, and then they're going to wrap it all up with Turkey Night at Ventura. What a, Out of those racetracks, which one are you mo most excited about? Is it Turkey Night? Yeah, and actually there's three 100-lap midget, actually close to 100-lap midget races. Turkey Night's only 98 laps, but um, yeah, I, I always enjoy Turkey Night. It's um, we I got to watch it last year, and, and, and the racing... It was good for the first about half half of the race, and then you know it took rubber at the end, and it, and it wasn't that good. But just just when you hear when you hear the name Turkey Night, everybody knows what that is. Yeah, right. Uh, and that's just just one of those races that um, you know I don't want to say it's like the Knoxville Nationals for midget racing because I think that's what the Chili Bowl is, but it is it is you know up there in the top three of of the most important or most you know wanted to win midget races and. Uh, the one that people want to win the most. It's it's right. in the top three at least. And yeah, no doubt. Just just the history of it, and and you know you look at the guys that have won that race. I don't uh, you know remember or have the entry or winning list top top of my head, but you know it's it raced at Irwindale and like Bakersfield and Ventura and and Ascot and it, it it jumps around. So you know to win that race, you know you're not going to places for five six seven years in a row you're going there for a couple of years and it's moving somewhere else and to you know win that race and, and go there with you know really not a lot of experience in that in that event there um you know it's not like the chili bowl where the chili bowls at the same track every year the, mm -hmm. the knoxville nationals so it, it's kind of maybe more i don't know maybe with what i'm looking for is but it's it maybe means more it's, or it's more satisfying when you win the turkey night knowing that it always moves around and, and you never have um you know a lot of time to get 
you know, get laps and experience in a, at, at that location. Right. Um, who do you think is the odds-on favorite to win Turkey Night right now? Do you have one person that you think stands out? Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm having a hard time picking who I think is going to win Turkey Night. How about you? It'll tell. Um, we'll we'll know for sure uh, when we get to when we get through a couple of races here in the swing, uh, or leading up to to, to uh, Turkey Night week. I I you can't bet against Buddy uh, just because of what Buddy's done this year, but Buddy has been uh, crash Buddy this or past couple months. Um, he's torn a lot of stuff up. Uh, I I think you know maybe being out of the midget seat for a little bit. Um, maybe has kind of reset him, and he's going to maybe go back to it with, with maybe a, a fresh earth start and, and kind of put his bad runs and, and bad luck behind him. So he'll be tough. Uh, I believe Logan Seavey won that turkey night last year. Um, you know, Tom Lloyd cars will be really fast. I think Sunshine's going to be in one of them. Um, you know, all the Keith Coons cars will be fast. Kaylee Bryson, I think, sat on the front row last year, so she'll be good. Um, it Justin Grant's going to be fast. Team as will be good. So. Your top midget contenders are going to be your favorites. I don't know which one right now. Um, it's just like I said. It's we'll we'll know after maybe you know Placerville or a couple of these you know first you know Western swing races. You think Thomas Meserol has the uh, the advantage because he's raced at these racetracks probably more than anybody else. Maybe, but Timez really didn't. Wasn't a dirt guy when he first started Timez was more of a pavement guy uh there is a couple of clips on i think social media out there he kind of did a um a short interview with with like a i think maybe chet uh one night before the races and and he was more like into the pavement modified and, and wanted to go the pavement route um and really didn't have a lot of dirt experience i believe until he came to the midwest uh so even though he's a California guy, I don't really think he has a lot of laps, hmm. um, you know, at a lot of these these dirt tracks. He he has, you know, he'll have experience there, but um, I mean, it's it's not like he spent, you know, his first first laps in a in a midget or in a, in a an open wheel car um, at those at those tracks. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Logan Seavey might be a guy that you might want to. Uh, put some money on he, he gets around there pretty good he won in 2018 spencer baston um tanner thorson tracy hines what about rico is he going to be racing there i doubt it you don't think he'll be running did he race it last year um i'm not for sure to be honest with you you know it's funny when i pull up when I uh, when I've pulled up the uh, results from Turkey Night, it only goes to 2018. Why is that? Uh, they didn't do a good enough job updating it. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's exactly the case. Um, who won it last year? I believe Logan Seaview won it. I'm getting ready to check that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I. I I sit here and I think about uh, uh, Kaylee Bryson, and, and she is really, you know, I want to talk a little bit about her before we get her on the show. She's really had a, a, a pretty successful season this year, hasn't she? 
I mean, she she led some laps there. I think it was was that at Springfield when she led those laps on the mile. Yes. Yeah. And uh, how many laps? She led quite a few laps that day. I believe around seventy laps. Yeah. She broke a rocker arm, I do believe. If that's not, I think they had an engine woe, and broke a rocker arm. And and when it rubbered up, and you needed that power, that's where she lost she lost all of her power when she broke a rocker arm. So. Um, I don't know. It, it, does she have? Do you think she has a chance to win? She's had speed all year long. Um, she almost won at Gas City earlier 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 this year. So yeah. it's just it comes down to qualifying good, just getting through a heat race, and starting up front. I mean, I don't. I need to go through and, and do a search on on where the you know winner started in in the midget series, but. Um, it's it's open wheel racing. You gotta you gotta be up front, and it's, um, you know, it's just it's it's not as important as the wing cars, but you still gotta be up front to be in contention. So, it, it's I mean, she sat on the, on the front row, I believe, of of the the Turkey Night last year. So I mean, she's she's well capable of putting her car in position. It's just you know, you know, finishing the job. Right, right, closing the deal. And I, I think she's got the talent to do it. I, I, I believe she's talented enough to win Turkey Night. What do you think? Do you think that it, it's going to be tough when you get Buddy Kofoid, Justin Grant, Thomas Meserol, Mitchell Moles? Um, there's a lot. Of Zach Dom, I, I'm, I'm not sure he's going to be there. He might be there. I'm not for sure. But what, me personally, I think that she's got the talent to do it. And I think she could run up front. She's just got to close the deal. Yeah, I mean you're exactly right. Yeah. Um, so what what do you think about? Um, hold on a second here. Let me pull this up. Um, tonight at at Bakersfield, who do you think has got the best chance tonight at Bakersfield? We're going to kind of go over this a little bit. You know, Placerville is a track that I've been to. It's it's a great facility. I love Placerville. They're going to be there for three nights. Going to be at Merced for two nights and then Ventura for one night. Um, who do you think has got the best chance to win going into tonight? Got any choices? Uh, no, because I don't think USAC has raced. Let me see what their last race was. Uh I mean, nobody's nobody's really raced midgets for for a while, so there's nobody that's on on any momentum roll or or has had you know big races. It's just here we go. I'm getting it pulled up right now. Their last race was October 22nd. That was actually um, the pavement race at IRP. The last dirt race was October 8th at Tri-State, and Justin Grant won. Yeah. So they haven't raced in over a month. Um, my door's wide open. So, it, it, Justin Grant, he was the uh, he's the defending champion of the Hagertown one, Hangtown one hundred. What do you think about that? Do you think Justin Grant is the odds-on favorite? Yeah, I mean, if if you're the defending champion of the race or defending winner, you you you've, you've got, um, you, you got eyes on you. So you know you, you you're capable of you know doing or. Winning it last year, you're far capable of, of you know backing up this year, and he's had a you know, pretty good year. So, um, 
Yeah, I think Grant's going to be, you know. The guy to beat. One of them. I'm not going to put. There's there's just there's a lot of good cars. And, like I said, we haven't raced in over a month and a half. We don't know what's, what's really to expect or, you know, what's to be expected. So we're kind of going in there blind, and, and what happens is is what we'll go build off of and, and go from there. Yeah. So and let's talk about the amount of laps that they're going to run at the Hangtown 100. It's 100 laps. What other race do they run 100 laps at? Uh, I believe it's it's Houston's, uh ran 100 laps. Cannon McIntosh won that race. And then I, I believe uh, Turkey Night's always like 98 laps. So two. So two 200 lappers and one 98 lapper. Yeah. Do you like them running 100 laps? Do you like that? Yeah, I mean, it's it adds a different uh, style of racing, really. I, I You don't see them, you know, run that at all so it makes the it it's an endurance race pretty much for for open wheel cars uh it, it just it, it makes teams and and drivers really um you know change their their driving style and and it's it's just a different spectacle really um you know how often you go out there and try and make your equipment last 100 laps i, I believe they should get a fuel break maybe halfway through uh, i know they have that at uh, husitz um so yeah, it's just uh, it's just a different, um, I guess, style of race. Even though it's the same same deal, but um, it just it it shows the guys who can keep their equipment under them the longest, keep their car in one piece, and and can put themselves in the right position throughout the whole race and not jeopardize it. Um, you know, it's a hundred laps. Uh, at least that's too much math to go off the top of my head right here, but you got a lot of opportunities to, to crash and make mistakes and, and take yourself out of winning and uh, to do that for a hundred laps and, and not have, have a mistake and, and win it. It's, um, you know, pretty remarkable. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so let's, uh, out of the, out of the women that are racing, I, I want to talk about them a little bit because we're going to talk to, uh, Kaylee here in just a little bit. She's currently seventh in points. Taylor is tenth in points. And Jade Avedesian is sixteenth in points. Out of those three women, who do you think has the best sh- chance of running up in the top five? You think it's uh, Kaylee or Jade? Yeah. You don't think Taylor has quite got it going on enough? You think she's pretty good racer though? She's had some pretty good runs this year. Yeah, she's just from what I've seen, she's just hit or miss, hit and miss. Uh, really fast one night, average the next night. Um, you know, I there's I, I see a difference. Um, you know, between Kaylee and Jade as a group compared to to Taylor. Um, and this is just from the social media aspect of it um you know everybody's lives are, are plastered over, over social or all over social media um and what do you see in jade and kaylee uh you know they're working out they're in the shop you know they're putting the effort into um you know wanting to be better and, and making their program better even though they drive for for you know two of the best teams out there chad boat and, and keith coons and you know taylor i i feel like it's more of of a show up and drive it she doesn't really 
maybe she does and doesn't share it. Um, you hardly ever see her, um, you know, maybe putting putting the work in and the effort in um, to to want to be involved more. And I think that that's reflected in 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 performers on the track and, and finishes. And um, you know, I, I don't get me wrong, vacations and and partying and and going out with your friends is nice and all that, but you know, what do you want to do and where do you want to be and, right. and what's more important in your life? Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I, I, I've got to think that, uh, Kaylee has to be the, the favorite of the women. She's the first woman to make the chili bowl. Amen. In 35 years. Does that, does that put her on another pedestal? Does that put her up a notch above any other women racers that are out there? Do you think because she made the chili bowl? Yeah, she broke a lot of records this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, first woman to, to lead uh, a Silver Crown uh, what series lead? race. Seventy some laps. Didn't yeah, she? led seventy laps. First, uh, you know, female to put it on the front row of a Silver Crown race. First female to make the Chili Bowl. So, you know, she's doing a lot of things for the first time, and and nobody else did it because you're doing it for the first time. So, I mean, yeah, you should be you should be you know held maybe higher than than others. Yeah. Um, do you think that she'll ever move? She did win a late model race um, earlier this year in April. She won a late model race. Um, I saw a picture of it on her on her Twitter account where she won a late model race. Um, do you think that she'll ever make it up to the truck series or move on to the Xfinity series? you think that she's got the talent to do it? Well, she... she has the talent and in the late model deal that she she ran it was her and buddy went out and, and ran uh two team cars i believe it was on the west coast uh, i think they started that last year uh needless to say uh you know she won a couple races and i believe buddy did too so you know she has you know plenty of talent to go do the pavement racing and and you know buddies explored more opportunities more than she has i think she's maybe more focused on on conquering the dirt before she does you know, go run the the truck series, but you know, you look at the Twitter development program right now, and it's 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 in a big logjam right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with Kyle Busch, you know, moving to the Chevy team and David Gilland, you know, becoming now the Toyota development program team for the truck series. Uh, you know, they got plenty of drivers in there now. Uh, you know, Buddy's sitting out waiting to get in, and he can't get in. Uh, you know, and and if Kaylee wants to follow, she'll just be sitting next to Buddy in line waiting. So. I think at some point when the when the road and the path clears out and opens up, she, I wouldn't be surprised to see her maybe pursue those opportunities. But if you're not gonna, if you're just gonna sit there and wait now, eh, there's there's no point in doing that when you can go out there and 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 continue dirt racing and and actually she's been running some pavement wing sprint cars uh, with Aaron Pierce, uh, so exploring more opportunities on on the open wheel side while we, we you know we wait for for the NASCAR opportunities to open up. Yeah. Um, Marie, it's good to see you on the chat room today. She said Jade and, and Kaylee have bigger dreams and are working hard to make them come true. Um, I, I would have to agree with that. I, I think Jade Avedesian and uh, Kaylee Bryson are, are the top two female drivers right now in open wheel racing. Wouldn't you agree with that? Uh, that's that's what I said. Yeah, and, and Taylor, and Marie says Taylor is not consistent, and you're right. You, you said that as well. So 
All right. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we'll get Kaylee Bryson on the show. Um, I've got a lot of things to talk about with her and her great career that she's had. And we're going to talk about that and her making the Chili Bowl Midget Nationals last year. All right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, it works. So here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play getaway. Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine-hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first-class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. 
Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Austin O'Neill, Kirk Elliott, hanging out with us here in the studio. And our guest today on Mostly Motorsports is Kaylee Bryson, the first lady to make the A main at the Chili Bowl Midget Nationals. Kaylee, how you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, let me just say this. I, I was going through and looking at all your your information online today, and uh -huh. I found out that you and I have the same birth date, March 11th. Really? March 11th. Wow, that's really cool. But I've, I, like, never met anyone with my birthday, so that's pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, I, I was born uh, just a couple years before you. I was born in 1960. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's yeah, a, I was early 2000s for me. Right, right. So uh, that that was kind of cool. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I want to step yeah. back and talk a little bit about um, your run down at the Chili Bowl last year. I know that was a kind of a big deal for you to get around Blake Hahn there uh, in that uh, last chance qualifier. <laughs> and go on yeah. to make the a main talk about that a little bit and what that meant to you yeah that was that was a really cool experience for me you know i went into the chili bowl i knew obviously my goal was as a driver but i wanted to make the feature i've never made the feature before and you know that's obviously a big thing to go to the chili bowl and you know to even make the a features you know that's pretty hard to do so that was definitely one of my goals and it was really cool to accomplish that and we did it in style which was pretty fun yeah. So uh, what did that do for you in your career? Did that uh, did that get you a lot of attention? It Yeah, it did, actually. Like, Chili Bowl was actually planning on being my last race. I didn't have any rides. I, I didn't have anything else. You know, I was kind of going into Chili Bowl like I really have to make something of it. You know, I don't have any opportunities. And, you know, it's something I really just had to give it my all. And luckily, we, we made a name for ourselves and gave ourselves another year. And many more to come after that yeah um so this is a pretty big couple weeks coming up here um you got bakersfield you got placerville for three mm -hmm. nights in merced and then turkey night obviously um this is pretty big pretty big deal for midget racers isn't it yes yes it is and there's quite a bit of people that show up and really talented drivers that are here and you know it's, it's really cool to come out to you know the west coast and you know, it's really cool to just come somewhere you're not really familiar with and you come to all these tracks and it's kind of a new vibe, new environment and the Cali vibe, as I should say. And, you know, it's just, it's a blast to come out here and be able to have the opportunity to come and race with Keith. And, you know, we all who came on board for this season at the Chili Bowl, which is really awesome, gave me another year of racing. And, you know, we're going to do the same thing we did last year and try to make the most of it. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I want to talk about your race that you had at Springfield in the Silver Crown mm -hmm. car. Um, it, it looked like that you were on your way to victory there, but unfortunately, I think you brought, broke a rocker arm, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we broke a rocker arm, sadly. Yeah, so, um, and then once the rubber came down, it, it's nearly impossible to, to try to lip something around there on seven yeah. cylinders, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, um, so your thoughts, what were you thinking when you led all those laps at that race? Yeah. Like, obviously like that was my first time at a mile dirt track and, you know, everybody really just preached to me how big saving tires was. And, you know, on the bottom, like it was really slick and I felt like I was just eating away at my tires whenever I was on the bottom. So if I ran the top, I could, I could give it really 40% gas. I was never full throttle on the top. And I felt like I was saving my tires really good, even though it looks like in the videos you're not saving your tires. But whenever you're in that good dirt and, you know, you're not really burning your tires away. And we had really good tires coming into the race, and we could have ran another 100, to be honest. And, you know, I just I learned so much about saving tires in that race and learning to pace myself and not go 120%, you know, the first 10 laps because you got to be there at the end. But, you know, that was really fun to be able to go there and lead all those laps and, of course, whenever it rubbered up, we had to run the bottom, and it was a little bit harder to do with, you know, down the cylinder and that rocker arm. I think hurt us more whenever the rubber came, and you had to outmotor yourself coming off the bottom. But overall, I'd say it was a pretty good, eventful night. Were, were you pretty disappointed when you broke that rocker arm when your motor laid down on you a little bit? Yeah, I was. I mean, every racer would be, but. You know, I was still really happy with my team because if it weren't for them, I wouldn't even be at that race. You know, they gave me a pretty cool opportunity to, you know, make a name for myself. And I think we did, both me and the team, we did pretty well. And they gave me a really awesome car to be able to go out there and lead laps like that and qualify so good. Yeah. I know at the James Dean Classic, you ran second um, to Buddy. Uh, talk about that mm -hmm. race. Uh, that was a pretty big deal for you there, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was that was really fun. Um, we were just running around the top of the midget, and we led quite a bit of laps early. And of course, Buddy's hard to beat, and you know it's going to be my goal out west is to try and beat Buddy. And you know it, it it definitely sucks whenever you're going for a win. You might think that you have it, and you get beat by your teammate, but you know that just means you got to keep on working and find more speed. And hopefully, we're going to do that out in California. Yeah. Um, I I've noticed that you moved down to Mooresville. You're living in Mooresville, North Carolina now, right? I actually moved back to Oklahoma, and I'm thinking about moving to Indiana now, honestly. I'm kind of going wherever the wind takes me. But I lived in Mooresville for, I think, almost a year. That was pretty pretty interesting for me. Yeah. So you had some pavement opportunities down there as well. Um, you, won a, mm -hmm. you won a late model race, didn't you, in April? Yeah, I won, I won three late model races. I won my first ever late model race I was in, which was pretty cool. Um we went out west and won three races, and that was that was a pretty cool experience for me. That's like a totally different world. I'm not I'm not used to the pavement stuff, and even in silver crown cars, I gotta go run pavement every now and then. And that's a little bit more where I struggle. I've definitely gotta put in my work and do my research to try and get better, get more laps. But yeah, late model racing is pretty fun. Yeah, so let, let me ask you, the difference between driving a, a pavement car and a dirt car, can you kind of give us a little bit? You kind of got to back up the corners a little bit when you're driving a pavement yeah. car, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, like, they're just 
totally different worlds, honestly. It's just two different types of racing. And I, I honestly enjoyed dirt racing a lot. And it's, it's what I'm comfortable with. I grew up racing dirt, so I'm obviously going to still be a little bit biased and love dirt. But honestly, like, dirt racing, you can just try and drive it harder and harder and harder, and you become faster. And pavement, you can't really keep driving far harder. You kind of have to find the limit find what works with the car, where you should pick up the gas, where you should use the brakes, how much brake pressure you should use. And it's just totally different, you know, aspects of racing where you have to just be a little bit more strict in pavement and a little bit more on the wild side in dirt. Yeah. I know you started racing at the age of nine. And I know Mm -hmm. the way I've read it is that you didn't really know what you were going to do as a racer. You just kind of went into it just – thinking that you were going to try to do some races but you turned out to be pretty good and uh yeah that kind of that kind of just threw you into a racing career didn't it it pretty much did honestly like me and my cousin jake our grandparents bought us go-karts and like we didn't really even know what racing was we were in freaking elementary school just living our best lives and grandpa goes and gets us a go-kart and we go out there and we're just gonna have some fun in the dirt and we go to a couple races and, you know, I start winning a lot of them and we were like, okay, I want to, I started falling in love with racing, honestly, and I wanted to do it more. And, you know, we went and got micro sprints and started getting pretty competitive and realized this is something we could actually make a career out of or at least try to. So that's kind of the direction we went after that. Yeah. Um, you're, you're currently, uh, seventh in, in points. Um, are you, are you satisfied with your year that you've had this year? Yeah, yeah, I would say I, I am. Obviously, you want more. Every driver will always want more, but I think it was a pretty good year for me, and knowing that I have more to come after this, is, it's a really good feeling, knowing that it's not over after this year. So, yeah, you know, I think I think the Silver Cup was really fun for me, and being able to just drive different types of cars and try new things, is, I think it helps me in all types of racing because, Whenever I go and run the mile dirt track, I think it makes me a little bit better in the midget whenever I come back. Are you planning on running more Silver Crown races next year? Yeah, I'm running the full Silver Crown schedule next year, and we're going to run some CA2 races. I'd like to get into road course racing. It's, it's pretty interesting for me. And, you know, maybe IndyCar someday. That'd be pretty much the big goal, but... Next year, we will probably run some midgets. We'll run Silver Crowns, maybe some dirt sprint cars. I know we're going to run pavement sprint cars and the full Silver Crown schedule, so we'll just we'll see what's to come after that. Do you think that wing sprint car racing, 410 wing sprint car racing, is going to be in your future at some point? Oh, absolutely. I, I think we're going to do some of it next year, honestly. So it's definitely something that's yeah. going to be on my radar. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let me ask you about the ladies that are racing. I know that uh, Taylor and and Jade and yourself are, mm-hmm. are the three ladies that are out there racing. Do do you do you have a relationship with those other two girls? And, and and do you guys talk about what it means to be female racers in a male dominant sport? Do you talk about that a little bit with them? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, those two girls are really cool, and every girl that's in racing. Most of them are pretty cool, and it's really awesome to see girls being competitive, not just out there driving in circles, but actually going out there and winning. And it's 
it's pretty cool because it's just opened the door for more females down the road. And, you know, it's just me and Taylor are teammates and me and Jade have raced together for quite a while. And it's just, it's really cool to have some familiar faces out there. Am I wrong, or did you run in the top five at, at Turkey Night last year? Yeah, I qualified first and ran fifth, I do believe. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've got right here is fifth. Um, I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I got a feeling that somebody is going to look at you and say, hey, listen, we'd like for you to come down and try to run in the truck series or, or maybe the Xfinity series at some point. Mm -hmm. is, is that something that you still have on your radar or would you like to do that or would you rather be an open-wheel racer? Um, I'm definitely, I love my open-wheel racing. I love what I do. But obviously, I think any driver, if they got a phone call, hey, we can run my car, obviously anyone's going to do it. But I think the end goal for me would be road course racing. Yeah. How how important are your parents to you, and what and, and what have they done for your career? Uh, quite a bit, actually. My uh, grandparents own a chassis company, which really helped in my early years of racing. Whenever we uh, ran micros, my you know my family worked at a chassis company, and we had access to you know good equipment, good cars, all the parts, so I could go out there and tear up whatever I needed, and I knew that I'd have a car to come back to, and that that honestly was such a huge part of my career was to be able to have such a supporting family behind me and, you know, Sawyer Chassis, which is what my family owns, was a big help, you know, just learning how to race and being able to be, come to all the top-notch shows and run against all the good guys. I think that's really what put my career forward was, you know, being able to compete against really good people at a young age. Yeah. Um, th these races are going to be 100 laps or 98 laps turkey night. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I'm sure that you, you keep yourself in physical condition. Um, talk yeah. about your workout regimen that you have. Yeah, obviously stamina is such a huge part of racing. I think stamina has more to do with racing than strength does. And obviously going and running or riding the bike, is it'll help you a lot in your race. As long as you can keep your heart rate down and, you know, be mentally focused during your race, you'll be pretty much set after that. And I love the 100-lap races. Like, you know, the mile that we did on summertime, like that, that is my type of racing, the longer races, because I feel like I definitely come through at the end. And I'm really looking forward to Turkey Night because that's going to be a really fun one. I love the longer races. Yeah. You, you, didn't you turn some laps down at Nashville? Yeah, I did, actually. We're going to, we're actually going to go to Sebring, I think, after, yeah, after we get home from California. We're going to go to Sebring and go run a, race up there and that's gonna it's gonna be really fun i actually love pap races and anything road course i actually love so yeah it's gonna be a new adventure for me um what is do you have a favorite track that is there one track that stands out to you that is your favorite over all other tracks um i would say i really like springfield and first overtime car springfield or eldora for a midget i would probably say Gas City or I-44, maybe Port City. Yeah, no doubt. I've gotten quite a bit of favorites. It's hard to just stick on. Did you, did you ever race out at Sweet Springs? Yes, I did. Yeah. I qualified first there before, actually. You did what? I qualified first at that track before. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, I love that place. Yeah, that's kind of a cool place as well. Yeah. Um, 
listen, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. Um, I, I, I'm sure you're looking forward to tonight's action, right? Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being on the show with us today, Kaylee. We appreciate it. And we'll, we always root for you. Um, I, I think you are, to be honest with you, in my eyes, I think you're the one that has the most amount of talent out of the girls that are out there racing right now. And I think you got a bright future in front of you. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thank you. We appreciate you. All right. There's Kaylee Bryson joining us here on Mostly Motorsports. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will talk about what she had to say and more right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, it works. So here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other ad specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play getaway. Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. 
It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Austin O'Neill. Austin, do you think that uh, Kaylee Bryson will be the first female to win a, a national midget race? Do you think she'll be the first one? Yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, is who who would be the other one that would Jade Avedisian be the other female driver that yep. you think has her? The, Kaylee and Jade have been the only two females that have been have had cars or have had races that were capable of winning. Now I I say that and and Taylor Reimer was granted the win at a extreme outlaw midget race. Uh, at Millbridge, when Cannon, I believe Cannon McIntosh passed the uh, uh, tire uh, tire sample test, or well, he didn't pass the tire sample test, I should say. So, um, you know, she, I believe she was the first, you know, woman or female to win win a race this year. So, um, yeah, I, I think if you're going to look at at best odds, it's it's uh, Kaylee and Jade. Right, I would say that as well. Um, does does NASCAR, as much as I, 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 I don't really enjoy talking about it that much, but do, does NASCAR need another female driver like Danica? Do, they had another female driver. Her name was Natalie Decker. She was the biggest she, waste of time. And, and money. And, and money. Yeah. Uh, they have Haley Deegan. She's average. Um, I don't know. She always gets in trouble, though, doesn't she? It seems like every time I ever watch her in the truck series, something happens to her. Every time. Would you agree with that? Well, truck racing is is organized, clean racing, and the first handful of, of positions. And the farther you go back, the more you're capable or, you know, in danger of being wiped out by desperados and where does she race weekly in that area and what happens she either crashes herself or gets crashed right. um it seems just, like more times than not it's usually on her 
Doesn't it seem like it to you? Yes, but, you know, that's just... That's, that's, that's an argument or discussion. Nobody ever wins. Why you say that? It's 2022. You don't talk about things like that. You you don't. You don't talk? So, social media will rip you a bone up and down and eat you and spit you out. Mm. So, mm. I, I advise you maybe not to go down that route. What, me? I, I would just, just save your save your breath and 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 not go down that route. Oh no. I, I wouldn't do that. Why? Just don't do it, trust me. Why? Don't do it. Why? I'm looking out for what's best for you. Uh listen, I, I, I I'm I'm not afraid to say anything, to be honest with you. I don't know if you know that about me or not, but I'm 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 willing to say anything. This is talk radio. Listen, here, here, let me just say this. To be honest with you, um, in talk radio, you, you here's what I know about talk radio, and I'll just give you a little bit of insight. You need about. 30 or 40 percent of the people that listen to you you just need them not to like you right listen I'm I, I'm not the smartest guy when it comes to racing I, I I'll be the first one to admit but my my job is to ask good questions it's not to know everything and it's to bring up ideas and thoughts about motorsports you know ask good questions and just bring up sometimes you got to get into areas where you're not comfortable and that's on that note you uh you missed a a great talking opportunity with kaylee on on a good question what i miss she won the Tulsa shootout in her first handful of of tries At a really young age, one of the very few females to win the Tulsa Shootout. Yeah. Well, I I, I think that uh, to be honest with you, I I think that she's probably the most talented person that we see. Uh, Marie chimed in. She says, "Well, if you start in the rear, uh, the chances you will be in a crash. You got it, Austin. That's what she said. You got it." So it's not really about it. it, To be honest with you, I've I've raced heavy cars before. And and I'm just going to say, I think that we did pretty good with our ARCA team. Would you agree with that? We run second in our second race with Boyer. My first race that I drove, uh, I qualified 11th out of 50 some cars. I think that we we had a pretty good pretty good run with our ARCA car back in the day. And um, and I I will say this that I owe a lot of the the reason that we were really so good. There was a couple people. 
first of all, Trent Owens, who is now a cup crew chief for Justin Haley, um, he, he was my crew chief. And on top of that, J.J. Sonneveld. Between J.J. and Trent Owens, we had a, a pretty fast car. And I, I will say this. The one thing that we did a little bit different than everybody else, uh, I know that your dad, when he was running his team, that he had kind of a homegrown pit crew. Uh, another thing that we did that really made a, a, a big advantage for us, and, and we didn't do it until after our race when we run second down at Nashville Super Speedway, we hired Bobby Hamilton's pit crew for his truck team to come over and do the pit stops for our, for our ARCA team. And I can't tell you, renting a motor from Dan Begley, Trent Owens is the crew chief, J.J. Sonneveld is the car chief, and then having over-the-wall gang from Bobby Hamilton's truck team made all the difference in the world. And we didn't run, I hate to say this, we didn't run a local motor. We went down to North Carolina and rented a motor for fifteen thousand dollars, and I, I I just think that uh, I think that we did pretty good w when it came to those days back in the day. That was a long time ago. That's twenty years ago, almost. But um, you know, one of the greatest I, I, I'll say this: one of the greatest thrills of my life was when your dad come up to me and he said, man, you went flying by me like a rocket ship. You know, I, I didn't outrun your dad very often. Your dad was pretty damn good in his day. And um, for your dad to say that I went blowing by him, um, that was one of, the, one of my favorite, favorite, things that anybody's ever said to me your dad your dad was pretty damn good bud but you don't remember much of that do you uh no his career pretty much ended uh when but i when you started when i started or when i was uh or i remember going to the races so that was oh probably when i was you know a handful of years old but yep so you don't do you have any memory of your dad racing at I-70? No. None. He he left a month after I was born. So I No. There's kidding. there's no there's no way. I I've, I've said that uh, a handful of times. I think I've on both shows, but yeah. That's it, nope, no memory. You, but you remember your dad running dirt? Do you remember him doing that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. He was pretty good. It, 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 he was good at anything he did, really, to be honest with you. And I, I will say this, I, I got to give um, your grandpa, John O'Neill Sr., a lot of credit because, listen, John O'Neill Sr., and I've, I've told you this off the air before, was one of the, the nicest guys I've ever met. I mean, he was truly one of the great guys in – and that's why he's in the Central Auto Racing Boosters Hall of Fame is because he was such a good guy. Um, did, did did 
John O'Neill Sr. help you much with your race team at all? He, he he probably didn't like you driving a sprint car, did he? Uh, he didn't come around uh, until I started racing Lakeside Weekly, um, and that was only for oh, about three years. And uh, he was opening up more to the open wheel side. Uh, you know, last year he was he was around and, and with us, so. Uh, I think if he was still here today, he'd be all in and and probably be at the shop more than I am. Uh, right. But you know, it's just um, not the case. But yeah, he 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 uh, he he was was becoming more fond and and more acceptable um, or open, I should say, to to us racing sprint cars. What did he say to your dad when your dad said that um, that you guys were going to run sprint cars? Was he not happy about that? In the beginning? I, I don't remember. I, I don't think I was there for the conversation. Mm. Yeah. Well, he was such a good guy, man, and he always helped me. I bought a lot of stuff from uh, from your grandpa. Uh, cylinder heads, truck, sold sold um, my mom's car to John O'Neill Sr., and he gave it to John's sister, and she crashed it about a month later and uh tore it up so anyway i don't know um who do you, who are you picking tonight to win at uh, bakersfield whoever finishes first come on now you don't have to be like that who are you thinking uh i'll go sunshine you're gonna go with sunshine I am gonna go with Timez. I think Timez has got the upper hand on everybody. To be honest with you, I'd like to see Kaylee. What's that, Kurt? He's laughing about something over there. I don't know what he's laughing about. Anyway, Kirk, he, he just laughed out loud over there. I, I'm not sure what he's laughing about, but he's laughing about something over there. Anyway, um, anyway. Long story short is is that tonight, what 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 channel is that going to be on? Is that on Flow? Yep. Yep. You going to watch it tonight? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um. Marie says weather threat. I like it. I work tomorrow. I. I I don't know, Marie, we love to have you here, but I, I'm not sure what that means. Is is the weather, um, is there threatening weather out there in Bakersfield tonight? Is Kyle Larson, is, they, it, see, Jacob says that Kyle Larson's running tonight. It, do you know if he's running that or not? Uh, I, I doubt that, but I'm not for sure. I don't see him running a midget much. Do you? I don't see I don't see him running a midget much now that he's not going to run the chili bowl. Yeah, just go run super races. Yeah. Well, no doubt. All right. Well, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to today's show. Um we're we are going to watch Bakersfield tonight. I can't wait to watch it. That's going to be good. I, I'm I'm looking forward to watching some racing. I I'm tired of not 
I'm I'm just tired of of not watching anything. And we got a long winter ahead of us, and we're going to get a lot of guests lined up for this winter, folks. We're going to get as many guests as we can. That's what we did last year. If you remember right, during the winter months, we usually get a couple guests on a day. That's what we try to do, and that's what we're going to try to do again this winter. And uh, hopefully our our good friends over at Lucas Oil Products is going to stay on board with us. If you would like to be a part of this show and like to be a part of it, uh, uh, if your company would like to be a part of it, we'd love for you to get a hold of us. You can do so at racingboys at racingboys.com. That goes to Kirk and I both. Racingboys at racingboys.com. And uh, we would love to have your company involved with our show here on Mostly Motorsports. And it's, again, all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. For Austin O'Neill, for my partner, Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer saying we'll see you tomorrow. The Postman will join us tomorrow right here on Mostly Motorsports, and we always look forward to talking to him. And we'll see you tomorrow right here on Mostly Motorsports. Again, all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works.